Welcome back to the Suruj Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind planned to set out for Delhi, agreeing to Vizier Khan's request, and he told all his warriors that they would set off the next day. They would travel about four kilometers outside of Amritsar, they would set up camp there for the day, and then on the following day, they would set off for Delhi. So that's where chapter 51 picks up. Guru Hargobind gets up from this gathering of six where he was with Vizir Khan, Buddha, Pai Gurdas, the rest of the senior six, and he goes to see his mother, Mata Ganga. He bows down and sits down close to his mother and tells her the entire plan. He says, We will leave tomorrow morning to meet with Emperor Jahangir in Delhi. We will leave in charge Baba Buddhaji and Pai Gurdas. They'll handle everything for you. In every way, Baba Buddha and Pai Gurdas are wise and capable They've been doing such great seva, selfless service at Hanumandar Sahib. They know all of the congregation which comes and goes. They've dealt and they've uh, handled the vast communal kitchen, the langar there. They'll handle all the money and offerings that come in. They'll keep an eye on the masans, the community leaders. They'll handle the giving of saropas to the congregation. And they'll do all of these tasks with great ease and enjoyment. When Mata Ganga heard this, the plan that Guru Hargobind would, would now leave for Delhi, great pain of separation arose in her heart. Ever since Guru Hargobind was born, she had not let the young Guru out of her sight. Up until this time, they've never been separated for very long. So now tears were flowing down Mata Gangaji's face. She was taking very deep breaths. She was in such a state of pain, she said, Oh son, well how can I explain anything to you? You are sitting on the seat of Guru Nanak and you are immensely wise. You know all, everything now that will happen, everything that'll, in the future that will happen. What can I, someone who knows nothing, what can I say to you? But please, son, be on guard at all times there in Delhi so that these vile, wicked men don't take advantage of you in some way. That evil Chandu who acts like a bloodthirsty demon, that man took advantage of your great father, who had the power to destroy him. But even then, your father, the treasure trove of forgiveness, he remained peaceful in his mind and didn't destroy him. He did not make his own power apparent. And when he understood his time had come, he had passed away. And now you are in the same way going to meet with the emperor and you are young, O son. I am forever a sacrifice to you without being able to see you, I'm going to be in such pain. Seeing you is my only one support, which has given me such bliss. What would I do without you? So please hurry back to Amritsar and do not take very long there. Please look at me and don't forget me. Send me daily updates how you're doing. Always be careful there. This is fate that we are now separated, so nobody can change that. Guru Hargobind heard these words from his mother and comforter, saying, Oh, please do not be sad, mother, in any way. Guru Nanak will be our protector. As soon as we are done with everything, we will come back. And we will continue to send you updates on our well-being 
We'll stay, we'll stay there in bliss there the entire time. Do not worry. So this was a conversation Guru Hargobind had with his mother before getting the rest of his men ready. The warriors all got their weapons and supplies ready for the travel, counting them up, making sure they had enough. The rest of the day was spent in this way, getting everything ready. And late at night they ate before going to bed. And then the next morning, everybody woke up before sunrise. And Guru Hargobind bathed, he got ready, he got dressed, he adorned himself with weapons, with a kharga sword, a bow and a quiver attached at his waist. Battle drums were now sounding off to get everybody ready, which sounded like it was loud thunder in the city of Amritsar. The warriors strapped their saddles to their horses. All the warriors were now ready to go. Guru Hargobind then at that time made an offering of prashad and he brought it to Harmandar Sahib. He, he bowed down in front of Amritsar Sahib. Harmandar Sahib, he asked everyone if they are well inside, those who were performing the seva there. Understanding this spot as the darbar of his father and grandfather, he did many parkaramas circling around Harmandar Sahib out of respect before bowing down again. And at that time, the prashad was then distributed to the congregation who all received it with great respect. Then Guru Hargobind went to see his mother, Mata Ganga. And when he walked up to her, he smiled and then bowed down. Mata Ganga at that moment, knowing her son would soon take off, held her tears back with all her might, but was over and over again looking at her son's beautiful face. She clasped her hands together and then did an ardas, a supplication. She took the first uh, names of the first five gurus, asking that they watch over Guru Hargobind, destroying any obstacles that he may encounter, that he meets only with friends who wish him well, and that the enemies are kept far away in Delhi. After this Ardaz, Mata Ganga then kissed the forehead of Guru Hargobind and hugged him. She was distraught. She couldn't say anything further. She was engrossed in this love for Guru Hargobind. Over and over again, Guru Hargobind would try and comfort her, saying, Oh, mother, you're so wise. You are somebody who's meant to instruct others. Why are you so pained about this? Only in a few days I'll be back and I'll be well. Do not worry. Hearing this, Mata Ganga, the very fortunate one, spoke to her beautiful son saying, Oh son, with such difficulty we've been fortunate to have you as a son. Now we have so many enemies who are creating all these obstacles for us. The true Guru with his own hand has protected you from any of these. I've taken care of you ever since as well and seeing you every day has given me such joy. I only have one son so please come back quickly so I may see you again and be happy again. Guru Hargobind then replied to his mother saying, Oh mother, whenever I get the chance I'll think of you and I'll come back quickly. But now be in peace and please give me permission to leave. The true Guru will protect us all. Guru Hargobind then bowed down to his mother and left his house. Outside, a sick warrior was ready with Guru Hargobind's horse, which was decked out in jewelry and strapped with a very fancy saddle. Guru Hargobind at that moment remembered Guru Nanak in a little, little ardas before mounting the horse. The battle drums were now sounding off and Guru Hargobind rode off with his warriors who were strapped with weapons. From all directions, the warriors saw auspicious signs upon riding out 
And everyone smiled and laughed on their way out. Their right eyes all they began to twitch. Their right arm felt really strong. The sky was clear. They saw some beautiful women on the path carrying pots over their heads. They saw a deer run acro across their path in front of them from left to right. They heard a beautiful singing of birds on the path. All these the warriors took as good signs, auspicious signs, that they would be successful in cap capturing Chandu, killing him. And their faith in Guru Hargobind grew deeper in their heart. The battle drums were sounding off as the convoy continued down the path. Ginchbeg and Wazir Khan also joined along on horseback. Some Sikhs who were especially skilled in warfare were making their horses jump along the path. And everyone was slowly reaching the meeting point, which was about four kilometers outside of Amritsar. Here they set up camp. At that point, Guru Hargobind dismounted from his horse. The Sikhs had set up a really fine tent for the Guru, made out of embroidered fabric. The ropes to hold up the tent were made out of silk. In the tent, they had set out a very beautiful cot for the Guru to sit. And on top of that cot was a very soft, very fancy pillow. All around the tent, the Sikhs had laid out sheets for the congregation, which had joined the Guru along the way. The senior Sikhs, Baba Buddha, Pai Gurdas, they had come for this trip, this four kilometer trip. The other community leaders as well, the Masans, they came, Jetha, Purana, Langaha, the senior Sikhs, many more came as well from the town to bid farewell to the Guru when they would set out the next day. So when they had set up the tent and the sheets, Guru Hargobind then at that point held a Divan session. The Rababis were there and they began to sing out various rags and kirtan. A beautiful pristine whisk was flying behind the head of Guru Hargobind. Another Sikh was had a fan as well. Some Sikhs were standing there and doing ardas in front of Guru Hargobind. Many were bringing offerings, laying them in front of the Guru. Many villagers then, after the Divan session, went back to Amritsar, singing the praise of Guru Hargobind along the way. Many others, though, however, slept there, four kilometers outside of Amritsar, thinking that it would be a very great virtuous act to sleep near the Guru. After the Divan, the in the late uh, evening, Guru Hargobind then gave his darshan, divine sight, to everyone there, walking amongst them, speaking sweetly to many of the Sikhs there, giving them great respect. And Guru Hargobind had conversations with many of the Sikhs there who were going to spend the night there and made sure that everyone was fed well before going to sleep. The warriors of Guru Hargobind were on guard all around the camp, standing at the ready. They did not sleep at that night. They kept Guru Hargobind in their heart as the Guru slept. So that's how chapter 51 concludes. In the next chapter, we'll hear the description of how Guru Hargobind travels down to Dili, where they set up camp just outside of Dili. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Guru Arjun Sahib ke man pa ave ne halo jaave sab sare aa